0: Mike McGlinchey, Colton McKivitz, Taylor Lewan. what are the 49ers going to do this offseason at the offensive tackle position? What are the most important positions on the football team? Coming up on this edition of Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Offensive Tackle Croc. I got to say, it's it's probably one of, if not the most important position for the 49ers to figure out this offseason. And anytime you go into a new season, you hope that your team gets better on the offensive line and not worse. It's going to be really hard for the 49ers to get better on the offensive line with free agent center in Jake Brendel. But I want to focus a little bit more uh, on the exterior, the tackle position with Mike McGlinchey who is a free agent. And there's some interesting names on the free agent market. There's some players the 49ers have developed in-house as well that might be primed to take over the job. But first, let's start here with Mike McGlinchey. And Crock. what are your thoughts overall on Mike McGlinchey since he was a first-round pick for the 49ers in 2018?
1: I think if he was drafted in the third round, he'd be appreciated a lot more. At the right tackle position, uh, he was a guy who, coming in, people knew that not a great pass protector but tremendous in the running game. And I think, for the most part, he was pretty terrific in the running game. There were some mishaps here and there. I remember for the Scouting Academy, I had to watch Offensive Line. So I'm like, you know what, let me focus on, uh, on Mike McGlinchey. So I watched him first game, in that year, I believe it was like after the 2019 season, and I watched him against, or yeah, it was after the 2019 season, so I watched his first game against Tampa from 2019, and he was bad. He was bad, wasn't moving out in space very well. It wasn't great. But then they asked you to go back and watch a game from that same prospect later in the season. And I watched him against, like, the Seahawks and some other teams, and he was terrific. So this is a guy who had a kind of up-and-down career as a, as a right tackle for the 49ers. But I think overall he's a guy that's going to demand a lot of money on the open market because he is a solid offensive tackle, and you could do a lot worse.
0: And everybody needs an offensive tackle including the 49ers. I mean, you got to start five offensive linemen, and you can't pay all of them. So you've got to have some depth. You've got to have some cheap players. you got to have some tough, smart players that you can just count on to jump in and play when they're needed. Uh, and when it comes to paying, usually the money goes to the guys on the outside because of the what it takes to block some of those edge players in the NFL. When it comes to Mike McGlinchey, to me, being an offensive tackle, because when you talk about a player who's uh, maybe a better run blocker than a pass blocker I think more of a guard and so if you're paying a tackle you're probably paying a tackle exorbitant amounts of money because he's a better pass blocker than a run blocker or at least a great pass blocker or maybe great at both like Trent Williams is right and you, you can't have five Trent Williams on your offensive line unfortunately the 49ers uh, are paying like I don't know a, a tenth of the salary cap to just Trent Williams this year I think he's making I think he's got a 27 million dollar. Cap hit. Lee in the chat says, Luan only a left tackle. We'll get to Taylor Luan here in a minute. Uh, I'll put a button in that one. But Muglitch M- is a really good player, and, and I think somewhat underrated from 49ers fans because of the nature of some of his his big misses are just, you know, you're on an island, you're by yourself, it's a big third down, you give up a sack. And then you get up and run off the field and don't help up your quarterback, and everyone sees it. And everyone's, you know, it gets replayed on social media, gets replayed during the game. And, and it feels like he's probably a worse player than he actually is. And I think the 49ers really like him. They like his personality. He's good in the locker room. And so he's going to be a tough player to replace, maybe more difficult to replace than 49ers fans think. But in the end, I, I do think he's probably worth more money on the free agent market to another team that has a big needed offensive tackle like say the Chicago Bears or you know a number of teams I can out. see
1: him in Chicago. He looks like a bear.
0: Yeah, he's a he, he's a he's a Midwestern guy anyway, right? So uh, I think that just it just kind of fits. And so in the end I think he might end up walking because he's going to get more money. And and the 49ers should offer him a contract, but they should have they should draw a line in the sand and they should say to themselves, look, well we can go to $12 million and we know you can get more to that more than that. But can you come back for 12 million? And if he says, ah, man, I got 15 out there. I just, that's, that's too far. I got to go take it. Then I understand you, you give him your blessings and you let him walk. That That's the way I see it with Mike McGlinchey. And I think it's more likely that he gets a whole bunch of money, but I also wouldn't be shocked if the 49ers really like Mike McGlinchey and find a way to fit him under the salary cap and bring him back.
1: It's kind of reminiscent of guys like, Eric Armstead, right? Remember when they first kind of did the whole thing with Armstead, you know, fifth-year option, brought him back, paid him. People were like, Eric Armstead. And obviously the year that they paid him, he came off a big year, a double-digit sack season. But prior to that, there were people questioning even picking up his fifth-year option. So do you think between him and Jimmy Ward, that's another one. Everybody loves Jimmy Ward now. But if you go back a few years, how the fans were speaking on or he wasn't this hot name that I think he is now, right? A player that will be missed when he departs or if he departs this offseason. I think McGlinchey kind of falls in that mold as well. Do you think that he potentially can get better? I mean, this was the first year off of a massive injury. It was like his hamstring was like torn off of the bone or something like that. And guys aren't supposed to really come back from that. And not only did he come back, I thought, especially down the stretch, he played some of his best football. So if you do resign him or maybe have the 49ers see it, like, hey, we saw this guy play some big time football down the stretch. We want to lock him up and pay him even more than a lot of people think that he'll get from this team.
0: LKV in the chat says he's from Philly.
1: Okay. Still looks like a Chicago bear, but I guess
0: he, does, he does. He just physically looks like a Chicago bear. I thought, yeah, the Notre Dame thing threw me.
1: That is Matt Ryan from Philly too, because aren't Matt Ryan
0: and and Mike McGlinchey cousins?
1: Uh, I think I did hear that. Huh. By the way,
0: if Matt Ryan's in the plans for the 49ers, he's about to be released, just like Taylor Lewan was. We'll get to Taylor Lawan in a second, but uh, maybe maybe Mike will want to come back a block for his cousin. Uh, I don't know if that that
1: he is from I, Pennsylvania, Matt uh, Ryan.
0: So yeah, I I don't think the Matt Ryan thing super likely, but I just keep wanting to throw it out there because uh, I don't know. It's fun. It's this is the off season. Let's have some fun in the off
1: season, right? Yeah. He, I, here's the forearms fans are a little tight right can, how, how can we get them to just hey, loosen up a little bit y'all
0: and i feel like we do loosen up a little bit more on the lives so i like that so yeah yeah, yeah. come loose tonight here it's thursday night we're getting close to the weekend right this is our, this is our this is our send off for the weekend this is our last podcast it'll come up on the your audio pods on friday morning but uh, if you only listen maybe in your car to the audio pods come over to the youtube side occasionally and check us out and have a have a little fun at night with us because it, it can be fun when we do the live shows we like to you know start and end the week with some live shows sometimes i think one argument for keeping mike mcglinchey Croc is that trent williams might not be around for that long and then yeah like, next year you're trying to replace a left tackle after you just replaced a right tackle that could start to get pretty difficult so can they structure it in a way where you know, and maybe they've had some heart-to-hearts with, with Trent Williams, and they know that Trent Williams is going to last one more year or two more years before hanging it up. Could they structure it in a way where they could keep him around just for one more year together um, or two more years together before maybe big money hits for Mike McGlinchey, and then they can figure out left tackle and sort of they could have that, those tackles, those bookends solidified for a little bit longer because that's probably the worry, and, that, and that's why even though I think they have some needs at defensive tackle, some needs at defensive end, uh, possibly corner. You know, there, there's some needs on the San Francisco 49ers roster, but the reason offensive tackle could be number one is because not only McGlinchey, but in the very near future, they might have to replace Trent Williams. And it, it could be difficult to find one starting offensive tackle, let alone two.
1: I mean, shoot, they're struggling to find legit starting offensive interior players, right? And they're trying to see, and you hope that guys like Spencer Burford continues to grow. He had kind of this weird dynamic with Daniel Brunsco this year. You kind of patching things up at the center position. So uh, add tackle to that, and you know you got some big time problems right now. They're 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 holding together right now by by a thread.
0: So if not Mike McGlinchey, what other options are out there? Recent released, re, le, recently released Taylor LeWan is now out there on the open market. Uh, what about some options in-house, some other names in free agency? Maybe the 49ers go to the draft as well coming up on this edition of Locked On 49ers. How about built bar? Oh man, I'm doing so good, Croc. Uh, you'd be proud of me. You can't tell because all you ever see is my face and my shoulders every day. Uh, but I'm down at least five pounds Let's this go. month, maybe since the start of the year. Might be closer to ten. I don't know. I've been hitting it hard at the gym. Uh, I've been eating better, and part of eating better is high protein, low calorie, low sugar. I mean, I mean, and and, and that's what you're getting in built bars. I'm not snacking. I'm not reaching for the chips. I'm not reaching. I've never been a big candy bar guy. Haven't been drinking this much this month either, which is pretty key. Um, But if you're looking for that delicious treat and you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try built bar. And if you are on a fitness journey, built bars can absolutely help. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, you feel like you're getting a treat, even though healthy is actually tasty with built bar because you're getting most built bars covered in 100% real chocolate, Flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. New flavors showing new up.
1: Flavor, the new flavors. I did. I, I did. I saw one of them at least, and I'm not gonna lie. I got excited. Man. I got excited. I'm definitely ordering a box of those. Do you want to tell yeah. everybody what the new flavor? Well, I know
0: Crock is a built puff guy. The puff I am marshmallowy. The marshmallowy version of the built bars. I'm more of the the old fashioned built bar guy. But they've got animal cookie. Uh, animal cookie flavor bill bars and then they've got maple donut puff flavor that that's i know the one salivating over
1: that's the one yeah i hey, was I expecting know. a little maple bacon but okay you don't got the bacon that's fine i'll take the maple donut though
0: oh, 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 dude i bet they come with the maple bacon if the if the maple donut is a hit i, I would not be shocked by that one <laughs> At all. But the crazy thing about built bars, all these amazing flavors, and most built bars have only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can go to built.com and find uh, any of the flavors and varieties of built bars, but you can also find them on your store shelves now as well Walmart and your local Sam's Club. Get the four box at Walmart or the 13 bar boxes of hit flavors at Sam's Club and then thank us later. And of course, you can get all the flavors at built.com. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen. Make sure you're subscribed up everywhere to not only Locked On 49ers, but Locked On NFL Draft. The network has so much to offer all of your favorite teams and all of your favorite sports. And, of course, subscribe to the brand-new YouTube channel for Peacock and Williamson, youtube.com slash at Peacock and Williamson, taking you every day through the offseason. Okay. What are your thoughts on Taylor Lewan, recently released by the Tennessee Titans? He's a big name, and this is always we get inundated with. As soon as a big name is out there, Croc, Peacock, Taylor Lewan, what do you think is Taylor Lewan the next forty nine er if Mike McGlinchey walks?
1: All right, so I, I just got tagged in this post on Twitter, and Will Compton, obviously he's on Busting with the Boys with Taylor Lewan, awesome podcast. I've listened to several several episodes of it. Great personalities, uh, but Will Compton said, "I'm sure you'll be feeling." Calls from 31 other teams. Taylor Luan went on to say, nah, 30. 49ers got themselves a left tackle. They got themselves a stud at left tackle. So I don't know if that lays the rest of 49ers. He specifically mentioned the Niners. But I will say this, aside from aside from this, I, I don't know how recently he has kind of put it out there. I heard about a few years ago. He said, well, I'm, I'm a left tackle. Like, I don't play right tackle. And I've heard that kind of being circling uh, since he was released. But you never know. Yeah, you're a left tackle until you're not. I just watched Tyron Smith, right? Dallas Cowboy, great. One of the best tackles of our generation. Not better than uh, this guy that's on the 49ers right now, Trent Williams. But Tyron Smith, really good, right? Well, in a pinch last year, he played most of the season at what position? Right tackle, he never played right tackle, always a left tackle, one of the best left tackles in the league, and he moved over to that right side, So, and that was the first time in his career, so I don't know if Taylor Lewan would be willing to do that, but you want to go to a winning organization, you want to go to a winning team, and you know a team that's going to be there regardless of of what's going on, and they could really use your help, I mean, Taylor Luan, why not, why not go and play that right tackle spot? And I mean I just that's two badass guys on that ta- on that offensive line. Trent Williams, Taylor Lewan. I, I like his attitude. I like, love the way he carries himself. So yeah. um uh, he fits in. He fits in with the 49ers. Uh, I I would hope that uh, he reconsider that right tackle position.
0: Yeah, and that's not to say he wouldn't want to play for the 49ers organization. That's saying they got the best left tackle in the league and he's saying he's a left tackle. <sighs> I Look, Crock, and, and Taylor Lewan's been a really good player in this league, but he was released for a reason. There's a chance that Taylor Lewan's a better podcaster than he is an NFL <laughs> off tackle right now. You know what I mean, he's That's been true. hurt. He's been hurt That's a lot. The reality of the situation, and yeah. and I know his boy Will Compton's got his back and saying there's 31 teams that are going to call. 31 teams aren't going to call Taylor Lewan to play left tackle, uh, and definitely the 49ers aren't going to call Taylor Lewan if he's not willing to switch over to the right side. You know what I mean? Um, and and I don't know what his demands would be in free agency, but you know clearly if he doesn't want to play right tackle. It's a non-starter for the 49ers, but he would have to take significantly less also. He would have to take less money than you would have paid Mike McGlinchey to come play for the 49ers, in my opinion, because the last thing the 49ers need is another another often injured player. Yeah. The 49ers can't bring in a guy who's only played half his half his games since he signed this huge contract in, in 2018. He tore his ACL in 2020. He uh, only played five games because of lingering knee issues that were, I think, related and maybe unrelated as well to the ACL from the year before. And then he only started two games last year in 2022. So uh, he's just been completely unavailable. And the 49ers have enough of that going on with unavailable players and injured players. So to, to be honest with you, there might be a team out there that's willing to pay Taylor Lewan a nice chunk and and, and willing to just plug him in at the left tackle spot. Uh, but, you know, if he doesn't want to play a right tackle, and all the injury history and he's he probably thinks of himself as a as a guy who's going to make a lot of money, right? Uh I I just think it's it's a terrible fit for the 49ers. I think there's, you know, about zero chance, 0% chance that Taylor Hunt comes in and joins the San Francisco 49ers.
1: Do do you think this is one of those things where the name is bigger than the play? It it I don't it it, it
0: happens so fast in the NFL, right, Croc? Because there's guys where you know their name and it's like He's just not the guy. He's he's not that guy anymore. When you close, you're not your that eyes, guy. <laughs> yeah, you're not that guy, pal. When you close your eyes and picture Taylor the I'm sure he still feels that way. And there might be there might be stretches. You know, maybe he was that guy for two games that he started last year, right? But you can't expect to get that guy for 17 games if you sign him right now. You know, that's just the nature of the NFL. Um, Bobby Wagner got released today by the Los Angeles Rams. Is Bobby Wagner still that guy? Should the fighter 49ers go make a call for Bobby Wagner? Right, so he
1: j- he's just a name, right?
0: Or is he just a name, right? And um uh, to be honest with you it, from from what I've seen of them most recently, I would think that I would say that Bobby Wagner probably has a little more in the tank than than uh than Taylor Lewan. does. and mostly it's it's just because of the the injuries. You get old, you get in your 30s, you start getting hurt. I mean, it's tough, man. It's tough even for for a tough guy. So It's a big no for me on Taylor Lewan, and it sounds like it's a big no from Taylor Lewan because he's a left tackle only in his eyes, and and we'll see if that changes throughout the offseason if not enough teams are calling and willing to give him an offer to play left tackle.
1: So you would say no. You lose McGlinchey, right? Let's say, hypothetically speaking, McGlinchey is off the table. I guess the question comes down to Lewan if he's willing to play, right, and it's not this huge, he doesn't have this huge demand on the market, so he doesn't cost a whole lot of money. And Colton McKivitz. I mean
0: I th- that might be your answer. That might be your week one penciled in answer is Colton McKivitz, <sighs> former fifth round pick from the San Francisco Forty ers Would not be the only fifth round pick to be starting for the 49ers next year if that was the case. And the question with McKivitz is not as not if is he's is he as good as Taylor Lewan. Is he as good as you know, Caleb McGarry, who's on the free agent market, who might get a similar contract to what McGlinchey's going to get anyway, or if, if he's as good as Mike McGlinchy. The question with Colton McKibbitts is is the difference between Colton McKibbitts and Mike McGlinchy $15 million? That's who, the
1: who, who were the starting tackles uh, when the 49ers played the Houston Texans in that preseason game? I know it was like Moore, Jalen Moore on the left side. Who's that right tackle?
0: It, it probably was if it, if if Moore was on the left side, then McKivitz was on the right side.
1: Then I won no parts of McKivitz. That was a disaster
0: preseason against the Texans this year.
1: Yeah, Trey Lance playing quarterback, running for his life the whole time. Just guys just coming in unblocked. I was like, Who, who are these guys? I, I don't know. Some of the worst offensive line play I've ever seen.
0: That's been a race from my memory. I don't remember that game at all. I can't even recall who was in there, yeah. and who was playing what. Yeah. I know yeah. Mike McGlin, I mean, uh, Colton McEvitts played important games down the stretch last year for the 49ers in place of Trent Williams at left tackle.
1: Okay, maybe, maybe he plays better with a better supporting cast. Because whatever I okay. saw against the the Texans, it was definitely not ideal. <laughs> it was not ideal. He was at right tackle and more was at left tackle.
0: I don't know for sure if it was McGlinchy, but uh McKibbets. Or McKibbets, I'm sorry. I get I get the mix uh confused there with the uh the McGlinchy and the McKivitts. Who else would it be? I don't know. Maybe was it McGlinchey? Was it McGlinch for sure? It
1: not? was not, not McGlinchy. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, very likely it was McGlinchey. Anybody else if they remember that game, let us know. So next I want to talk about the options. Um There's some other players in the free agent market. We want to mention some names there. Uh, I want to talk about the in-house options and then what that would actually look like if we played it out with some of the the in-house options and what that would look like on the 49ers roster. And even if you got worse at right tackle, can you get better somewhere else instead? So we'll get to that next. I do want to thank everybody once again for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every stinking day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And make sure you are subscribed up to new Peacock and Williamson podcast YouTube page uh, that you can find at youtube.com slash at Peacock and Williamson. And today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. It is a super fun and super realistic game world. A mobile app, Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline, play on the go and as you want to and when you want to. And if you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM, this is the game for You managing your football franchise from top to bottom. You can put your franchise in whatever city you want. You can name them whatever you want. You can run whatever scheme you want. It's all about how you run your team from top to bottom and build yourself a dynasty on ultimate football GM. Hire the right coaches and coordinators. Trade away and trade for players. Navigate your franchise through free agency. Of course, the NFL draft and all the ups and downs of a season. And we've created a locked on league for you to compete against locked on fans all over the world. Uh, ultimate football GM, can you beat the other fans out there? Choose the locked on one word, all caps locked on league in the app to join. And you can create your own football dynasty and take on some of the hosts and, of course, a lot of fans out there on the Locked On Podcast Network. To download the game, just visit ultimate gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate gm.com. Ultimate football GM, start your dynasty today. Caleb McGarry is an interesting name. He had his best season in his walk year for the Atlanta Falcons. He is a free agent right now. He's a late first-round pick. Um, But his profile is so similar to McGlinchey's. I don't know why the 49ers would let McGlinchey walk and then pay Caleb McGarry probably a very similar salary uh, for a very similar style of player. And pay pretty much the same amount of money. You might be saving a million dollars. And if you really know and you really love McGlinchy already, to me, Caleb McGarry's probably not not the right fit either. Unless McGarry was willing to come to the 49ers and McGlinchey, for some reason, gets an astronomical number that's a lot more and wants to go play somewhere else. That would be really the only scenario I see someone like Caleb McGarry. Um, Juwan Johnson. Uh, no, Juwan, uh, Juwan Taylor. Thank you, LKV in the chat juan taylor might be a little too expensive as well as lkv says but um he was a former he was supposed to be a first round pick kind of fell in the draft uh was that the same class 28 no that was the year after 2019 it must have been because he was a second round pick high second round pick from the jacksonville jaguars he wasn't great uh but i have a feeling the jaguars are going to make a pretty strong push to keep him around but again these are starting offensive tackles in the nfl you're going to pay 12 plus million dollars for them so if you're if you're Paying 12 plus million dollars for a free agent tackle, you might as well bring your own guy back. And so to me, it's like you pay McGlinchy or you go cheap at tackle and hope your guys that you developed in-house can play. Whether it's Jalen Moore, let him compete. Colton McKivitt sounds like the guy who's would be the first man up there at right tackle for the 49ers. And you go back into the draft and maybe you get another fifth rounder. You know, you got three late third-round picks, you draft some guys there, and and the other name that we haven't really talked about yet crock is is bumping spencer burford out from right guard to I was right just about tackle.
1: to say that yeah I, I was just about to say that and again i've seen some people shoot it down like oh that had never happened but i mean i i don't know i've seen a lot of times where a guy is drafted to play a you know he, you you have these big like long-term plans of him playing tackle but you come in hey let's play this guy at guard he's a talented offensive lineman he can move well and then once that opening happens at tackle, which maybe the 49ers foresaw this situation coming, all right, let's kick him outside. So if that's something that happened, I wouldn't be surprised at all.
0: Hella49ers says, move Armstead to right tackle. He ain't getting any sacks anyway. That's, that's disrespectful.
1: <laughs> he got zero sacks last year. He's, that built, is kind of like,
0: he's built similar to McGlinchey. Yeah,
1: Tall, he's lighter, long. Though. Well, yeah, we all know how we all know how much McGlinchey really weighs. I don't so. think
0: McGlinchey weighs that much. I, I'm sure an off season of gaining weight for Eric Armstead, and he can get up to at least the high two nineties, right? So uh, he's too athletic. The, the the athletic guys end up playing the defensive line, but I, someone like Armstead, the way he's built, if he started playing offensive tackle in college, he could have made himself a lot of money, maybe even more money. Although he's making like twenty million dollars, so never right. mind. He's doing I think all- he,
1: I, I think he was in the offensive lineman in high school as well.
0: Because well, obviously,
1: school. I mean, you're the biggest guy on the field.
0: Yeah, and when you're, when you're that big, you, you're probably playing some offensive line as well. Third round pick would end up a redshirt. Uh, <laughs> 49ers started a fourth rounder all year last year.
1: Right. They're really weird with how they do it. Again, I think it's just you are either ready or you just are not seeing the field. And it doesn't right. feel like right. there's much in between. But, uh, I mean, shoot, Spencer Burford, it was like right away. All right, go ahead. Boom, we're going to plug you right in. You, you take every right guard snap.
0: And here's the thing for Burford. So he played left tackle. I think he played some guard earlier on in his career yeah. at uh, UTSA.
1: Yeah.
0: But he played left tackle, and then he, he's already done the flip footwork-wise and played a whole season of right guard. So I don't think it would be that difficult for him to play tackle again but bump out to, to right tackle. And if he's your most talented guy – I want my most talented guy at tackle. Even if he's not the most perfect prototype, you know, six foot six dude, he's got long enough arms. I think he could do it. And then you've got, uh, then it's a lot easier to fill your right guard spot. You've got Daniel Brunskill and who knows Daniel Brunskill is a name that could be involved too. So when you consider Burford, Brunskill, McKivitz, Jalen Moore, a third round draft pick, you know, let the battle Royal, let, let the best man win you got to be able to find at least a semblance of a starting tackle with that group, right, That That's my thinking, and going a lot cheaper there. And then maybe try to develop your future left tackle as well. Maybe uh, the big expenditure in the 2024 offseason is an offensive tackle who eventually takes over for Trent Williams. And who knows, maybe he plays right tackle first, then moves to the left side, or whatever it is. Um, I think the 49ers can do it, and if you're going to let McGlinchey walk, I think the way to play it is to go cheap at right tackle. And I'll put it to you this way crock would you rather pay let's say it's one it's a one-year deal it's a one-year proposition you pay mike McGlinchy or you pay emmanuel mosley
1: Ah, oh, that's a tough one uh i'll go with mcglinchey
0: Ooh, i, I would pick mosley i think would you i i
1: just off its line that's it's a much it's much harder to mask deficiencies on the O-line and even with him getting kind of bullied a player here you know in the game he does a lot in the run game he moves extremely well your offense especially in the run game will run efficiently with him out there like the way that Kyle sees fit whereas cornerback I mean we've seen them throw Josh Norman out there and still have a top six pass defense in the league not saying it was like great but like they've proven that they can get by so I mean, shoot, they proved it last year with Diamond Joe playing most of the season. Yeah, But offensive line, I think that'd be like that that's tough. And I see David, he says Emmanuel was better than Ward. Uh mostly was, I mean, he was playing extremely well. But again, it's it's harder to mask that it's just a bad offensive lineman.
0: Yeah. It's, if you have a swing gate, it it, it you open yourself up to the possibility that it turns out, turns out really bad and you don't have an offensive tackle that's, that's worth a crap. And, and that's bad. And that's especially bad if you got two young quarterbacks over there. Yeah. So the, the, the big question here that we don't quite know is how do the 49ers feel about Colton McKibbitts internally? How do they feel about Jalen Moore? And I think they've kind of told us a little bit they probably think of a little higher of McKibbitts than they do Moore. And do they think that's a 12, $15 million difference between one of those guys and McGlinchey? And then they can go back to the drawing board, maybe the next off season and see what they have with some draft and develop guys. And, um, or do they think that Spencer Burford's a guy that can move out to tackle too. So, uh, or, and, and Daniel Brunskill, I, I look, Daniel Brunskill played some really good reps at tackle in his 49ers.
1: I thought it was really good. Yeah. There, there was a time and maybe I jumped the gun on this. There was a time where I thought, Oh, uh, Joe Staley's retiring, it's okay because Daniel Brunskill can play left tackle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean
0: that's how good he played for a stretch when he was playing left tackle when when who, who was he splitting time with? This past year? Spencer Burford. No, no, no. no back in the day. So uh when when J- Joe Staley got hurt. School. And, oh, yeah, Justin School. So Justin School was the first got the first shot at left tackle. It was like, oh, that is not that's not great. And then uh Brunskill. Well, in the action there, it was like Brunskill's holding his own out there. Who is this guy?
1: Well, this is what happened. They had drafted school. They had Brunskill. One of the tackles, I don't remember exactly which one got hurt first, but at one point, both Staley and McGlinchey were both out. Yeah. So school was the guy that played on the left side. Yes. And Brunskill played on the right side. Well, McGlinchey came back, so, Brunswick went to the bench and they kept that same guy at left tackle, which was school. School started getting destroyed. I think it was by the Green Bay Packers. And they're like, heck no. Brunskill, go in there. Get him. And then he played very well.
0: Yeah. That's exactly how it went down. So, uh, in-house, you got some options does iron sharpen iron and you can replace at least for a season, Mike McGlinchey, and they go back to the drawing board that that's a big question with the San Francisco 49ers. I have a feeling that's the way they're going to go. I think that's probably the way I would go as much as I think offensive line is so important and offensive tackles are so important. I just, I'm not sure if there's a $15 million difference between
1: right.
0: McKivitz or Brunskill or Burford at right tackle versus, versus Mike McGlinchey. And that means you can keep a Emmanuel Mosley. And Emmanuel Mosley, I think, is going to come back on probably a one-year deal with the torn ACL, and and, and that allows you to do something there because I don't know if he's going to find the deal he wants on the open market as a free agent, but he could come back for one more year, get a nice little payday for one year, then hit the free agent market healthy next year and get that Charvarius Ward payday potentially for Emmanuel Mosley. It it seems like that would be a logical way for, for both parties to play that. You... You could pay for fifteen million, let's say, let's say that's what McGlinchy ends up getting, fifteen million per year. The 49ers have so many free agents. You could pay a and you could pay Tashawn Gibson, and you could pay you could probably couldn't fit you probably couldn't fit Mosley into that, but you 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 could keep three or four free agents by letting McGlinchey walk if you're that up against it, and we'll see what the cap right. numbers are um but the 49ers can probably finagle it to bring McGlinchey back too. They just they just can't go crazy. They can't go to a bidding war with Mike McGlinchey, I think is the best way to put it in, in the open market. If McGlinchey, if isn't you got to pick a number and if his number's getting crazy with some other teams then you got to you got to just let him go, I think.
1: But like you said, you you risk uh Trent Williams retiring the following year and then all of a sudden you have <laughs> and, and you don't know what you're getting that right tackle and then now you're you're really in a pinch. And then what you're going to do is just go pay some other overpriced tackle on a free agent market. I guess by then you get a first round draft pick. But even then, the 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 guys, I mean, they're going, they're going high.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and the 49ers don't have, the 49ers aren't picking until 99. So if they – pick- I'm saying
1: like next year. Like even, even – like if you let it play out this year where, okay, this year you have Trent Williams and whoever the heck you have at tack, right tackle – all right, and you play out this year, then Trent Williams is like, all right, like my body's beat up, I'm tired, I'm going to retire. And He's like, well, you already let McGlinchey walk. Now you let Trent Williams walk. Now you have two guys that you potentially have to replace depending on how McGlinchey's replacement did. And even if you want to do it in the draft, well, by then 49ers will have a first-round pick, but you're not going to be high enough to get the premier tackles.
0: Yeah, hard to get a, a premier tackle at 32.
1: I like how you said that, 32. But you got Brunskill. But yeah, cool. you have Brunskill. You just
0: keep bringing back Brunskill, dude. Throw him <laughs> in the left tackle. You get that That's your bookends long-term. Brunskill, McKibbits.
1: Let's go. He's like Michael Myers.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's tough. And, and that's why I think the 49ers will probably go like a very raw, small school, probably is what they'll have to do, traitsy guy in the draft this year that, that does kind of redshirt and see if he's someone who could be a starting caliber Offensive tackle for you in twenty twenty four.
1: Where's so. Trent Brown at these days?
0: Uh, he's back with the Patriots. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. At the very least, you know he's going to pass protect.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the opposite. He's the uh, he's the Bizarro Mike McGlinchey, where he can't move, get out on the run and stuff. But he's just you have to orbit him. He's so big and so tall that it's it takes too long to get around him to get to the quarterback. So he's a really big pass protector. And it's funny that 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 Kyle saw him in, in the offense. He's like, nope, we got to get rid of him and get get myself uh, a better run-blocking offense tackle like Mike McGlinchey. So he's well thought of. I, I would not be shocked either way with McGlinchy if he walks or if the 49ers do bring him back. But um, if the 49ers pay big for an offensive tackle and free agency, uh, it's going to be a lot harder to do a lot of the other things that they might want to do on the roster. So we'll see. It's an interesting one. But it's such an important position too. Uh, I could see it. I could absolutely see it both ways. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun off season. Somebody earlier said, Matt Ryan. I thought you said fun. Yeah. I mean, look, it's fun for me. It's it's just it's fun for me to watch uh, the chat squirm sometimes when you bring up names too. I love that. Would you say yes or no to Bobby Wagner, real quick, before we go? Mm,
1: Nah, no. That's a no. You, I mean, look at the starting linebackers for the 49ers and who they've had over the last however many years. I think the the, the production has been tremendous yeah. with Greenlaw and Fred Warner. so
0: They they absolutely don't need him. But
1: I'd sign Aziz Shahir before I sign Bobby Wagner.
0: Oh, wow. Well, it depends on the money. If Bobby's getting this huge deal, then obviously that's, that's out of the question. But it'd be fun to watch Bobby Wagner and Warner next to each other. That'd be pretty fun.
1: Who gets 54? Warner keeps that, right?
0: Oh, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. But it's not happening anyway. Wagner going to be, maybe Wagner and Al be teammates in Houston.
1: I, I can see that. They drafted a linebacker too, I think, out of Alabama this past year. Hey, hey listen, you know, I, I know we you lost your your defensive coordinator, D'Amico Rice, but they had some really good young talent, man. Jalen Petrie, can't wait to see him with Demi, D'Amico Ryans. Yeah. Uh, if they draft a defensive line or, I mean, likely I think everybody thinks they go qu- quarterback. I'm always a little timid of first-year head coaches going quarterback. I mean, if you see the guy, right, like Bryce Young, he's just sitting there and you're just like, man, I really like him. Or CJ Stroud, man, I really like him. Then, you know, I guess pull the trigger. But if you win Anderson, I don't think I'd be upset by that. And you place him with Derek Stingley, at cornerback, who you just got. And um, you got a, a sweet running back Pierce in the backfield. Man, there's some uh, Mechie comes back, you know, and he, you know, he had his knee and then obviously the the, the cancer. But I mean, there, there's some, there's some things there with a lot of money. There, there's some things there.
0: It's a really interesting job there that, that D'Amico Ryans took. Oh, here we go. What if some of that Mike McGlinchey money goes to Jalen Ramsey, Crock, Jalen Ramsey looking like he might get cut as well. A boogie says Jalen Ramsey to the bay. If You can't beat him.
1: Join him. I, you know, I ain't turning down Jalen Ramsey.
0: <laughs> that would be a wild twist of the offseason. Talk about having fun. Jalen Ramsey all of a sudden on the San Francisco 49ers. Now that would be, uh, that would be <laughs> very interesting and very fun. And, and they might have to uh, squash some beefs inside of the locker room uh, before they get going in the season. But that one. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every single day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe up, tell a friend, let them know their team is covered right here on the network, and make sure you hit up the new Peacock and Williamson YouTube channel and subscribe there. Hit the like buttons, hit the bells and all that stuff. And Croc and I will be back Monday right here, Locked On 49ers.